the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to Your Personal Bank Show. First of all, I want to clarify... Um, something I shared a couple of shows ago, I was talking about I bonds, and that's not income, that's inflation bonds. These are bonds you can purchase directly from the U.S. federal government. You can go to treasurydirect.gov. In fact, if you go to the website, again, it's treasurydirect.gov, you, they'll, there's a banner right up there. It'll talk to you about, the, you know, about I bonds. Why it's interesting is... The rate that they're paying, these are inflation bonds, and they're currently paying 9.62% interest. Now, it's a government bond, so it gets about as safe as, it, as you can get in terms of investment. And the reason I uh, brought it up in the previous show was I'm getting asked so often these days with inflation, with the Federal Reserve raising rates aggressively, where can I put money, get a decent return, and have some, um, some you know, you know, be relatively certain I'm not going to lose most of the or a good portion of the money, right? So, inflation bonds are a good place to put your money, and if you incorporate it with the personal bank concept, which you can do, if you're making 9.6 percent, for example, which you are right now uh, for the next six months, I'll explain a few more details uh, in a minute. If you flow it through the personal bank, where you put it in the policy, access through the bank line of credit and get, say, a couple percent positive arbitrage, which we're still getting, by the way, even with the interest rates, um, you can be in the 11.6%, for example, or possibly better. That's a really darn good rate of uh, return on your money, especially these days, and with some safety involved, too. Now, the thing I want to clarify on the I-bonds, and I I made the mistake of kind of casually sharing it without having all the information in front of me. Um, I do apologize for that because I do really endeavor to be accurate on this show in everything that we share. And again, I was trying to share an idea that, um, and I had done the research, but didn't have it in front of me. Uh, the, the thing I want to clarify is you cannot just get uh, close these out anytime you want. The, the key is you can purchase these and you want to hold them for at least one year. That's, that's the, the, that's the minimum amount of time. You can keep it up to 30 years, by the way, earn interest on these bonds, and you get paid the interest in, in principal when you close them. But they set the rate each six months. Currently, again, the rate is 9.62%. That is good currently through October of 2022. Therefore, if you purchase one of these bonds, you're going to earn that rate of interest, 9.6, for the following six months. They set the rate each six months going forward. So with inflation where it's at, and frankly, with everything that's going on with the economy, the Federal Reserve themselves even, Treasury Secretary Yellen, 
pretty much everybody saying, look, we're probably going to have higher than average inflation at least through 2023. Now, that's what they're admitting to. Frankly, I, I believe it could be longer than that. We're going to discuss this further. But my point is really simple, is this is a really good place to put, you know, get a good return on your money with some safety. Now, a couple other quick things. Again, you have to keep them for a year minimum. You can cash them out anytime thereafter. But if you do do that prior to five years, you lose three months of interest. Okay. So if you plan to keep it for uh, five years or longer, you're good to go. Okay. And if you're planning to keep it at least a year or longer, you're going to earn right now 9.6. And even if you closed it out after a year, you would only lose three months of interest. So not a bad place to park your money. Now, the only other restriction that, that is obviously important is you can only purchase 10000 per person per year in your household, basically. Um, so if you're a family, you have minor children or whatever, of course you can purchase for them too. So a family of four, for example, could do 40000 a year Okay, of this. Again, not a bad place to consider putting your money. 9.6% is not bad, and if you incorporate the personal bank concept, you can push that well over you know, 10 11% with the positive arbitrage, with some guarantees, with safety, and, uh, you know, hey, what can I say? It's a good place to consider. The last thing about it is you can also purchase up to another 5000 per year, calendar year, if you have a uh, refund on your tax return. Um, so instead of take, getting the refund in cash, you can get it in a inflation bond, which if you have a refund, right now I'd recommend taking it that way. Now, if you have that much of a refund, I'm also going to tell you to get a different CPA. You shouldn't, <laughs> typically, you shouldn't have that kind of money coming back to you, if you know what I'm saying. But that's a whole different story. So again, I wanted to clarify that on the I-bonds, the inflation bonds. I just think it's a good place to consider, uh, a safe place to put your money, get a really good return on it, and have some flexibility. I mean, as long as you plan to keep it there for at least a year, okay? And I think that's a pretty darn safe bet right now. Now, there's so many things I can talk about today, but I think I want to stick with the big one, which, of course, is inflation and the Federal Reserve, the interest rates recently raising them 0.75%. The Federal Reserve has not raised rates three quarters of a point since 1994. Well, that's a long time. Okay, and that's a big rate, rate increase. And to give you an idea of how big of a deal that is, a year ago, Okay, a typical 30-year uh, fixed mortgage was averaging around the 3% range for somebody with good credit. That same mortgage now is around 6%. In other words, the amount of interest you pay on that mortgage has doubled. Now, on a typical home, folks, with the average price home in the United States, that, that adds up to several hundred thousand dollars more out of your pocket in in interest that you would pay for the lifetime of that 30-year loan. So this is a really big deal. In other words, I heard another way it was put, for every half a point increase of the Federal Reserve, the interest rates, that adds about $100 a month to the average house payment. Okay. Now, why I'm bringing this up is this is something that's going to affect just about everybody. You know, I know there's some folks out there, obviously, that purchased homes, and, you know, in the last few years in particular, they got really low interest rates and they got fixed 30-year fixed mortgages. And kudos to you for that. 
But the thing is, it's going to affect the housing market in terms of like the value of homes and things going forward um, won't be where they were, most likely. Most experts are saying that. Plus, just about everybody, look, if you eat, you're, you're getting affected by this inflation. And like a great article here recently, uh, this was the former Chrysler CEO. He talked about, uh, uh, he was on, and then also the former Home Depot CEO talking about, you know, this is going to have a devastating impact on the average American, this type of um, interest, uh, this type of inflation. See, here's the problem. The, I've, been, I've been railing for a while. If you've been listening to the show, you know this. I've been railing for a while on the Federal Reserve for not acting aggressively enough to uh, offset inflation. And the reason was, and I started talking about this in May of 2021, and the reason behind that was very simple. For, it was two reasons. One, the federal government was spending too much money. In the last year, they, they actually printed about $12 trillion dollars total. On average, an average year, the government does about six trillion. They bring in about four. I'm rounding off. They spend about six, okay, which is too much, but they doubled up on that. So they basically spent two years. They put two years of money doubled up. Well, it takes, when you have all that money chasing goods and services, inflation is going to happen. It's not rocket science. It's economics 101, okay? Just it's very, very basic. So this was not a surprise. This was not unexpected. This was not transitory. These were all lies that were told to us by many people, including Jerome Powell and um, head of our, our Treasury Department, Janet Yellen. Now, my opinion, I think they knew better. I think it was political. They didn't want to admit it, but they did not. They sat back and did nothing. In fact, the Federal Reserve. I think through political pressure, frankly, or just amazing uh, incompetence, not a whole, totally sure which, but I, I don't believe they're that incompetent, um, kept buying and printing more money up until even a few months ago, even when inflation was obviously increasing significantly. You can't put that many dollars in the system and not have an impact inflation. Secondly, and I talked about this repeatedly, the reducing energy production, let, so it's again, economics 101, supply and demand. You reduce the, the production, you're going to increase the price. And when you increase energy, unlike almost any other item out there, energy impacts just about literally everything. Because we've talked about this many times. Just about everything we purchase as consumers, from food to whatever, is transported many, often many times through the process of it being, say, food being grown and transported and got, and, and got to the end-use consumer. When you have multiple times that an item is transported before it's purchased, that just increases the, the cost of that uh, item. So the reality is, this is directly, this is like, shooting ourselves in the foot. And what's so frustrating, what's so incredibly frustrating is, you know, the most re some of the more recent claims by the Biden administration are things like, well, it, like inflation is worse everywhere but here. Well, that's not even close to being true. In fact, the most recent consumer price index came in at, for May of 8.6%. 
By the way, the producer price index, which I talk about quite frequently, that's the price producers pay to purchase items, to then make stuff, then sell it to the consumer. That is actually a 10.8%. So that's what wholesalers are paying. And often a majority of that is passed on to the consumer. Both of those numbers are still increasing. They're not declining. And that's why the Federal Reserve basically freaked out. They were going to do a half point increase here recently and jump to a three quarter point because these numbers, again, unexpectedly, were higher than they thought they would be. I have no earthly idea why any person in their right mind who understands just basic economics would not think they're going up. Again, these numbers are not going to decline significantly until you increase energy production. It's that simple. Also, they will not decline significantly until you reduce spending. It's, it's not complicated. And by the way, as far as Biden state is worse everywhere else, no, it's not. In fact, we're at 8.6%. And there are many, many countries like UK, Germany, Canada, Italy, South Korea, and Japan, they're all far lower. In fact, Japan's rate's only 2.5%. So contact me at 866-268-4422 if you want more information on how you can multiply your money, thrive through this high interest rate environment and this, this economic hurricane we're going through, or at yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk about this further, so don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toe. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, I'm, first of all, I get told by a lot of listeners I need to put my contact information out more often. And I, I, I forget because I get on a roll, but... Again, if you want to contact me for more information to learn how to thrive through this economic hurricane we're going through right now, call me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. Obviously, today we're talking about inflation, the Federal Reserve raising rates, a historic rate increase. Uh, we haven't seen this in, since 1994 of uh, 75 basis points. Um, they, the Fed has also come out and stated they're going to increase rates probably another half to 7.75% in uh, July next month. Uh, we're talking about some of the most aggressive rate hikes in the history of the Fed. We are in, well, uncharted waters. And one of the things that we deal with all the time, and I'll get some more uh, uh, current events things, but I think I need to address this because I get asked this all the time. If you've been listening to the show any period of time, you know that the personal bank concept is based on setting up a high cash value policy to earn dividends and then access the monies through bank lines to, to pay bills, uh, reinvest, do whatever, and you get the positive arbitrage. I'm getting asked a lot about that. Well, here's some good news. Actually, we're not excited about the economy, but we are excited about the tools we're using, and this is why. They're highly interest rate sensitive. For one, so on one side, the dividends are currently at like 5.75 to 6%. Those are going up, folks. All the companies have been saying the same thing. And as the Fed continues to aggressively increase interest rates, we're going to see higher dividends. 
normal interest rate dividends, I should say, the normal interest rate environment are more like about six and a half to eight percent range. That's kind of the norm. We're going to be moving back into that very quickly with this Federal Reserve. So dividends are going on the upswing. So that's good news. Now, as far as the bank lines of credit, the borrowing rates currently are still at three to four percent. In other words, depending on your size of your account and how it's set up, they're at prime or prime to prime minus one percent. The prime rate is at four percent currently. Obviously, that's going to be increasing as we go forward. But I've got some more good news. One, at prime or prime minus 1%, that's the low, lowest rates you're going to be able to borrow money just about anywhere. Prime is considered the lowest rate typically where most people can borrow money with gold credit, okay? And we're going to be at prime and prime minus 1, okay? No matter what it is. The other good news, though, is there's a borrowing cost ceiling. And what that is, is we have products now that are available that are, like I said, are paying 575 dividends right now, and we fully expect that to increase, okay, because of higher interest rates, but they have a 4% borrowing rate. So in other words, if the bank line rates go up above four, and you have one of these newer products that we have available this year, you can then borrow, you could then pay off the bank line, borrow directly from the policy, and be charged 4%. So if you're earning 6% or 6.5% or 7% or whatever it may be going forward, you're going to be borrowing at 4 Obviously, you're keeping the difference or positive arbitrage. That's why I keep saying this positive arbitrage scenario of around 2 to 3% has been historical average for the last 40 plus years. It doesn't matter whether it's low, high, or medium interest rate environment because we have borrowing ceilings. Okay, so actually, we're looking at a situation potentially where the, the arbitrage, the difference you keep, could increase over the next few years as interest rates and dividends rise and you have a, a ceiling or a maximum borrowing rate. This is really interesting, and I really certainly encourage you to check it out because, again, it has guarantees. There's safety, tax-free, and you can take some of that money. Maybe put it in, like I said, buy an inflation bond, get 9.62% currently. Plus, if you're getting positive arbitrage of 2 to 3%, let's say, you're now at 11 12% range return on your money with, with guarantees, and some of it tax-free. <laughs> Folks, I don't know where else you're going to find that right now, okay? Especially with this economy and this environment. Okay, in the inflation environment we're in. So if this interests you, by all means, call me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. Now let's go back to some of the bigger picture stuff for a minute, or a little bit here. This inflation thing, here's the problem. I'm starting to get to it in the last segment, ran out of time. Typically speaking, traditionally, this is why I am, in some respects, happy that the Fed is finally, belatedly, by at least a year, finally starting to take inflation seriously by doing this 0.75% interest rate hike. Here's the problem. The horse has already gotten off, out of the barn. The bus has already left the station. 
In other words, it left like a year ago. They should have been starting to work on this a year ago. And here, now they're playing catch-up. And the problem we have is, historically, traditionally, inflation will continue until the borrowing costs are higher than the inflation. Now, if in, according to CPI, we're at 8, 8.6%. We've been around the 8% plus range now for several months. That means that... <laughs> We're going to need to see borrowing rate, you know, interest rates around 8% before this is really going to slow down. Now, it might slow down some before then, don't get me wrong, but to really curtail this, like we saw in the, 19, the late 70s and Paul Volcker, where they literally raised the federal, federal funds rate into the double digits to finally tackle inflation. Plus, it doesn't happen overnight, folks. These estimates of, you know, being over in 2023. My opinion, I think those are, I would love it to see that happen, but I think it's wishful thinking. Once inflation gets out of the, the, the genie's out of the bottle, the bus has left the station, the horse has left the barn, it's really difficult to bring it back in. Far easier to prevent than to, uh, you know, this is where a pound of, uh, uh, ounce of prevention is much better than a pound of cure. In other words, we're in for some real economic pain, folks. And the problem the Federal Reserve has is if they raise rates too aggressively to knock down inflation too quickly, they're going to throw the economy into recession. And that's the main concern that most economists and experts have. It's that balancing act of how are they going to tame inflation without throwing us into a recession. Folks, I want you to understand something. It looks increasingly likely that they're not going to be able to do it, partly for two reasons. One, they started too late in the game. They allowed inflation to run hot for a year before they started to really do anything about it. Two, the causes of the inflation have not changed, have not abated. The causes, as we've stated, is the federal government spending too much money and reduction of uh, energy causing energy prices to be too high. Until those cause root causes are resolved, Inflation is going to run higher than normal. If you want to learn how to navigate this successfully, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because i got some more good stuff I want to share about the economy, inflation, and all those things and how to navigate all of this successfully. Because things are changing rapidly, folks, so stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Yes, we're talking about inflation and the Federal Reserve raising interest rates aggressively. This is changing our economic environment rapidly. In fact, we're looking at the fastest interest rate, most aggressive increases by the Federal Reserve in, in Federal Reserve history. And that's about 100 years. So again, we're, we're into kind of uncharted waters. My opinion, we're going to see some real economic pain short term. And what I mean by that is the next year or so, maybe two, 
we'll start to see probably some alleviation of that, but that truly is dependent. The alleviation is only going to occur, folks, when the root causes of the inflation are addressed. And the two primary root causes is our federal government spending too much money. We need to reduce federal spending, period. Too much money in the system causes inflation. Two, we need to increase energy production. Not enough supply creates higher prices. And when it comes to energy, that affects literally just about everything. Until those two root causes are addressed and legitimately changed significantly, we will see higher than average inflation. Based on the current administration and what they're stating and what they're doing, that means we're looking at at least another three years, right? Okay, unless they start to significantly change their tune. So far, we've not seen any signs of that. And that is why you're starting to see things like these articles where the stock market plunges are starting to shake the confidence of even higher income Americans. See, this is a double-edged sword, folks. And some people say, well, who cares? Well, you need to care. Here's why. Inflation affects middle-income and lower-income people more in more impacts them more than higher income folks because simply put the percentage of their income is higher towards the basics necessities food shelter fuel stuff like that right so a lower income person spends a higher percentage of of their income on the basics necessities the higher income individuals tend to be your business owners investors people like that get more of the, get some of their benefit, uh, gains typically from investments like the stock market. Well, when the job creators, the business owners are starting to feel economic pain and lack of confidence, what follows? Reduction of expenses of their businesses, reduction of investing into, into expanding or building businesses or anything like that, which means less jobs. Okay, this double-edged sword is going to affect everyone, folks, literally just about everyone, okay? So whether you're a higher income person or a lower income person or someone in the middle, this economic hurricane, and I heard somebody talk about it using, I'm popping their term, but it's very appropriate, is literally going to affect nearly everyone. There's going to be almost no escape from it. So I'll give you one more. 30-year fixed mortgage rates, I stated this earlier, have basically doubled. Okay. That is causing a serious, serious reduction in new home purchases and new home building. Now, on top of that, though, with those mortgage applications, which are the lowest since 2006, by the way, it's a steep drop. The higher interest rates and home prices are destroying affordability as they put it it also will reduce the values of the homes now the average american their number one asset happens to be their home and some of this is financial and some of this is psychological another we in other words we saw this in 0809 when people's home values dropped they felt less confident less financially secure, less successful financially. 
They reduced expenditures, purchases. They cut back on trips and extra spending, which also exacerbates a, recess, a recessionary uh, environment. My opinion, well, my opinion is we'll see soon. I believe we're already in a recession. The, the classical definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. First quarter of 2022 was negative by 1.5%. That's pretty big, by the way, folks. 1.5% might not sound like much, but that's billions and billions of dollars, okay? That's the whole nation. If the second quarter of 2022 comes in negative, we will officially be in a recession. Now, I, I, I find, I'd be shocked if we're not. How's that? Already there. We'll find out soon enough. But this inflation thing is really insidious. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit further and then some solutions and some positive things. I don't want to be all downer today. But call me for more information on how to navigate all this at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I know I've been talking a lot about some really negative economic news throughout this show. And even over the last few months, it, it, I, I'm a positive, upbeat type of person normally. So it's, it's kind of frustrating for me to have to do this. But at the same time, just like when I started talking about, look out, folks, inflation is going to be a problem. And I started talking about that in May of 2021. And it wasn't rocket science. I'm not an economist, but I understand basic economics. And that is, if, the, if you spend too much money like the government was doing and you reduce, ener you reduce energy production, that's going to lead to inflation. And we're, we're seeing it happen now. By the way, the other thing, again, it's, a, it's a kind of a negative thought, but it, it's, I'd rather you be no, give the, given the facts rather than uh, you know being a hope and a prayer, so to speak. Just like it took about a year for this to build up, build up, build up in terms of the inflation, even when they start, even when they're doing things right, the Federal Reserve is finally starting to, which is going to create some more pain by raising interest rates, but it's what they need to do. And my opinion is more aggressively than they're even doing now to make a real difference. But again, the root causes have to stop. You, the government has to spend, stop spending so much money. It's got to stop spending money. It's got to reduce or we're going to have inflation. And we have to improve, increase uh, energy production or we're going to have inflation. Those two things, until those two things change, inflation is going to be with us, okay, at a higher rate than normal. But even with them doing the right things, again, it'll take six months to a year to get things settled back out. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't steer a huge tanker ship, let's say. Use an analogy. You got this huge oil tanker ship, and it, need, it needs to change direction in the, you know, in the ocean. It doesn't happen on a dime. A big ship takes a while to turn. That's even if you turned it to the right, you know, you change direction and adjust it, okay? But this 8.6% this consumer, consumer price index and it's been a you know eight eight or so for the last several months. Doesn't really paint the true picture. In other words, you know, they put real hourly wages dropped three percent over the last year. Okay, 
because if you have a 5% increase in wages, which is the national average over the past year, but you have an 8% increase in inflation, you're losing 3%. It means people have less money than they did a year ago. Plus, you've got things like fuel, has fuel oil has increased over 100%, gas over 50%, electricity even is up 12%, okay, over the past year. Um, you have the highest gas prices in history, over $5 a gallon. Things like eggs, 32%, meat, 14%, cereals, 12%, fruit, veggies, 8% increases over the past year. So when you're looking at these basic costs, these are things that are anywhere from roughly 10 to 100% increases. And these are some of the main expenses for the average American. You're, you're increasing the cost significantly while at the same time reducing income. This is, not, this, is, this is hitting people hard. And I've seen some other studies showing that already right now, something like 70% of Americans are literally living paycheck to paycheck or dipping into savings to get by, okay? What's causing all this? I've talked about this for a lot of times. It's the Biden administration and their policies. And it's not just Biden himself, although, you know, you know, like Terry Truman said, the buck stops here. Well, you know, that's it's supposed to. But you got things like some of the most inept cabinet members I've ever seen. Janet Yellen probably tops the list, saying things like she didn't anticipate inflation coming. I anticipated it coming, okay? Every just economist worth their salt. It saw it coming. I mean, it wasn't a surprise. You spend too much money, you got inflation. You reduce, you reduce energy, you got inflation. It's not, it's not complicated. You, you got uh, what is it? Uh, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, who who basically was saying it's transitory. Inflation is transitory, and kept kept buying and spending money for like a year while inflation was running hot, adding to literally adding gas to the fire. It didn't. It what didn't take rocket science to figure out they were contributing to the problem. Okay, and you've got you know like Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas. My gosh, you talk about a disaster area. Uh, the border. There, you know what what enforcement? What border? And he's saying things like the border is secure. Unbelievable. Okay, you got Pete Buttigieg. He's the Secretary of Transportation. When he had the worst, we had the worst supply chain crisis probably in the country's history, one of, he took a two-month sabbatical leave because uh, he uh, adopted a kid. I mean, really? You know, and then Jennifer, Jennifer Granholm, she's the energy secretary, and her attitude is, well, you know, if everybody buys electric cars, that'll solve the problem. And she laughed when he talked about reducing oil, uh, I mean, increasing oil production. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. This stuff is... These folks are fanatics, and, and, and you wonder why these things go on. Well, I'll give you an idea how out of touch some of these things are, these people are. You know, we have this the worst energy crisis since the 1970s, and environmental groups are now suing the Biden administration to block over 3,500 oil and gas leases. This was mid-June, when oil just hit all-time records. These folks are completely and totally out to lunch. They are fanatics, folks. These people do nothing, no facts, nothing matters, just their agenda. 
And you got in there in the response, you got climate czar John Kerry, who right after the same day, he said, We no, we absolutely don't need to drill for more oil. Energy prices hit all time highs. Gas prices hit all time highs over five bucks a gallon on average across the country. And his response, no, we, we don't need to drill more oil. You know, what you want I don't even know what to say. I mean, these people are so out of touch, but then it doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense until and I've been saying this for a while, until you dig a little bit and you look under the scenes and you start figuring out why they're doing this. And I've always said it comes down to money and power, right? Control and money. Well, here's a perfect example. So our our energy secretary, just Granholm, recently just exercised 1.6 million in stock options with an electric vehicle technology firm. In other words, when gas hit five bucks a gallon, she made 1.6 million dollars. I've been saying this for a while. If you want to understand why something's going on, follow the money trail, right? She doesn't feel any pain. She doesn't care. She's the energy secretary, supposedly in charge of energy for this country. She's just looking out to line her own pockets. The problem we have is we have far too many of those kinds of people in charge right now. John Kerry's probably no different. If you dig into the finances of any of these other people that just, you know, just repeatedly um, chime in on this green energy thing or whatever, despite the fact energy is going costs are going through the roof and they won't do anything about it. It's benefiting them personally, financially. That's the answer, folks. So real the reality is they're nothing more than shills for the green energy industry, right? In other words, let me propose this to you. If their pocketbooks were being lined by oil, the oil industry, for, for example, what do you think they would be promoting then? You see my point. The whole idea of being elected official and being and representing or, or, or becoming a, a, a cabinet secretary or head of some department, the whole idea of serving the American people has completely gone out the window, particularly with this current cast of characters. I mean, it's beyond, I mean, it's worse than I've ever seen in my lifetime. There's been corruption throughout the history of our country, but we're seeing it on a level, an industrial size level that probably we've never seen, where we have a, a group of people, I don't know if they truly believe in all this stuff or not, even themselves privately, but they do publicly because like Jennifer Granholm, our treasury, I'm sorry, our, our um, energy secretary, she just made 1.6 million in stock options in an electric car company. Why do you think she, every, every time you hear her talk, why do you think she talks about buy electric cars, buy electric cars, buy electric cars? She's lining her pockets, folks. It's no more complicated than that. So maybe, maybe that will help because I know a lot of people have been pulling their hair out and been frustrated and all this. Why are these people so dense? Why are they being so stubborn? And when the solution is so obvious, just drill, baby, drill, man, that would solve a lot of problems, okay? 
Why are they being stubbornly refusing to do that kind of thing? Increase energy production to to reduce the economic pain to the average, well, just about every American? Because they don't care about you and I. They care about their own pocket. And Jennifer Granholm just proved it. And then if you go on and you just see what are these people actually doing, here's another great example. So we're in the midst of a, one of the worst energy crises in our country's history. And so, and, and the government's in inflation, some of the worst inflation we've ever seen, certainly in the last 40 years. And a big reason because the government's spending too much money, right? And so what does the Biden administration do? They decide to go buy another, not the first, another bulk order of monkeypox vaccines. They just purchased another order for another 500,000 doses of monkeypox. Last I heard, I think we have a total of about 200 cases, and it's extremely rare. Do you think these people are in the uh, pockets of Big Pharma, just like Jennifer Graham is in the pockets of electric energy, green energy? <laughs> I think the answer is pretty darn obvious, okay? I mean, that's a $1.2 million order, okay? That's just nuts. And it's a rare disease. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And even the CDC suggested that the threat posed to the general population is low. Yet, oh, we're going to go buy half a million more doses. That isn't the first purchase. Talk about being in the pockets of somebody, okay? Not, it, it's just sad. We got to get rid of these kind of people. Anybody that is spending our money, I've said this so many times, and this is what's I've said this for years. And in fact, it's kind of interesting that whenever I run into people, I've run into folks on the airport when I used to fly before COVID or any other time, I run into somebody who's been listening to the show. One of the number one things I get is the government has no money, folks. Where do they get their money from? taxpayers, which is about half of America, or they print it, which means more inflation, which affects just about every American. In other words, we all together pay for these boondoggle spending things that they do. We need to, we're the, we're the ones paying the bill. We need to yank the purse strings. We need to, anyone who spends money, votes to spend money, needs to be replaced. We need to vote them out and do it and that's the encouraging part. My hope and prayer is that's exactly what we're going to see happening this fall in November and again the next election and the election after that and so on, where we see a generational shift where we say, look, government, you need to stop being so big, so wasteful, wasting our money, causing our personal economic pain, inflation, and reducing our financial ability to save money, make money, and pass it on to our heirs. And that's really what this show is all about. If you want to learn how to navigate all this until that gets fixed, call me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that is 866-268-4422. And as always, stay tuned to the Your Personal Bank Show. And as long as it's still on our money, in God we trust. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. 
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bake line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.